0: Getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. No, you look like a... What is that called? I was never one, but like, you know when a high school would put on a play and there's someone backstage... Change my <laughs> Do you, I do look like. you do have, all black. I do have stage manager. You got vibes a right lot now. of cords. I you got a... you got that shit holstered. I do got that shit holstered. Yeah. For reference, I'm wearing a. I'm just. I'm wearing you know a t-shirt dress and I got some shorts underneath. <clears throat> and uh, neither of us have pockets, so nope. we have all of our mic, <laughs> like print, yeah. stuff. Kind of jammed in the bike shorts. They're efficient up until a certain point, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that point is when you need pockets. When you, you need pockets, it's a little little stressful. But that's okay. It is okay. <clears throat> so it's episode two.
1: We made it is it. episode two. We made two. it, baby.
0: We uh yeah. I mean we, we had so much fun with episode one. That we um, decided to come back. Okay, <laughs> We decided to grace you with our presence once again. Just one more time. One Just more time. Every week till the end of time. Every week till the literal end of time. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Um Episode two. What are we making this week, Rachelie? Okay, so this week we are making one of my personal favorite transitional stews. Oh, we love a transitional stew. Um that time of the year, you know where uh, it is, a fall month, but it's not necessarily cold out enough to have something super duper heavy for a stew. It's true. So we are doing um, a traditional Italian country stew. It's called Ribollita. Uh-huh. Pronunciation. I'm 85. I'm 85 percent certain that's how you pronounce it. Um, but uh, I came across this recipe um, early 2019. I was just looking for something like a, a nice stew to put a ka- like kale in that wasn't chicken based. You know, like kale is usually paired nicely with like a chicken and lemon and garlicky type of base. Yeah. And uh, came across this guy and it had everything that I like. So. Um, we're starting with a tomato base, okay, tomato sauce base uh-huh. um putting in a little bit of carrot, some celery, some onion, a lovely uh, mirepoix oh a mirepoix i don't know what the Italians call it, but the French call it a mirepoix We're just going to run with it okay okay um kale obviously that was the the inspiration for this recipe okay um parmesan rinds, Mm-hmm. Oh. just for that that real nice umami sort of flavor. Oh. And uh, oh, mommy flavor still, still going for the French, French vibe, bread. <laughs> um, just European in general. So European of you. Um, did, okay. I, did I mention the beans? No, you haven't mentioned the beans. Oh my yet. god, and yes, um, cannellini beans, which oh, uh, were a little harder for us to find at the grocery store, but by god, we found them and we did. We're gonna put them in there. And so, what are you doing right now? Right now, I am. Uh, preparing the food ingredient? Preparing the food ingredient. Um, It's time for our favorite segment of the podcast, (laughs) preparing the food ingredient. Currently peeling the carrots, I'm going to get um, our mirepoix ready to go. So for those of you who do not know what a mirepoix is, um, it's finely diced celery, carrots, and onion. It's usually the base of a lot of really traditional stews and sauces. Um, I'm trying to think, is there any... I know that there are other names for them, other sofrito. than sofrito. Sofrito—that's the Italian name. Thank you. Is it? That sounds do... pretty Italian. Does it? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not. I'm just... fact check it later. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna uh, put my money behind it because I don't know. <laughs> but I do know it can also be called a sofrito. Yes. So anyway, um, so we're gonna get that ready to go. Delini is uh, at the stove top today. We have switched positions. Switching the positions for you. <laughs> It's <laughs> so our next segment. Uh, it's poorly Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, man, if you get me started talking about my queen, I know That'll I might I end. might not come back. It's true, you will never return. So yeah, so we will uh, we'll be walking you guys through this recipe as we go. Um, obviously, this is a little more hands on than our uh, our chi from last week. Gotcha. But uh, we're gonna be pairing it with a slightly different drink. Oh, excited, though. And champagne, which we will reveal in a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Dylan, we had a couple things that we wanted to touch on today. Yeah. Um, or like, uh, what's, at, what would be like, it's like, um, well, maybe we should start business. with, yeah, let, let's start with old business. Old business before we move into new business, as okay. Gomez Adams would say. Um, yes. Uh, Gomez Adams from the Adams family, uh, which we'll be, we will be getting into the Adams family the closer we get to Halloween. So true. Um, so, old business. We uh, came across an article of Timothy Chalamet. He's back again. Responding to all of the cannibalism stuff that's been going on with Army Hammer lately, which was so fitting and so timely. It's almost as if he knew. Our uh, they must have listened to e- our podcast. They must have listened to our podcast. He knows online. Must have listened to episode one of Already Salty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, we both took a look at what he had to say yeah i looked at the article and he didn't well because you, you know, just you sent it to me over instagram with the eye emoji yes it's my favorite thing to do is to send delaney um articles typically with regard to like celebrities or pop culture no. and uh just send an, an emoji and let her interpret my feelings from there it's a nice uh it's a nice it keeps my uh emotional intelligence sharp yes well i don't want to uh i don't want to give anything away i'm not a mm-hmm. spoiler queen no so. this is true. Um, and it was the article. <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't like, he didn't say much, but he no, did make really a statement. He did make a statement, and that statement was uh, the interviewer asked him his thoughts on, you know, because him and Army, I guess, were quite close. Mm-hmm. And he just said, I, I totally get why you would ask me that, but that that topic is worthy of a, of a larger conversation. So how does that make you feel? Because you What's are it? still in the Timmy camp. Listen, I'm not like the... I'm not, I'm not. a Timothy Chalamet stan. I like him. Okay. Um. You know. But
1: uh. It just, I, thought, I thought it
0: was like a. I don't know what. What else he would say. I mean, he could say that it's awful. Well, <laughs> yes. No, you're absolutely right. He could just straight up say that. Yeah, it's bad. Bucking sucks. Yeah, it's not good. It's bad. But I I agree th- on the statement that it is worthy of a larger conversation. I don't think it's worth like I don't a sound bite. It's not something that you wanna get into during the press junket for Dune. Yeah. Because huh. I genuinely feel like that's it's worth That's its when own they would conversation. have asked not not worth it for yeah, like a soundbite during a press during a press tour. Yeah. For uh, yeah, like a fun sci fi fantasy movie like that. And Dune. I don't know if has he ever addressed it in another way? I don't think so, because um the sentiment that i got from the article is that he broke his silence on oh, that topic okay cuz i mean if that's the only thing he said like i wish he would just come out and say like hey you know it's well it's just it's one of those funny things where in in my mind it's been you know some time has passed since all of this came to light oh, yeah, so it's been he's a few months. if he was going to say something about it i feel like he's had ample time to craft a response but I agree. I agree. as i as i previously stated he's just been uh, hanging out in the limelight Parting with Zendaya and co-chairing the Met. So, I guess he's been busy? I guess. I mean, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying for sure. I yeah. would have liked to have seen an actual thoughtful statement put out. If yeah. this is all we're going to get, it's disappointing. Because I would exactly like him right. to just straight up say, Hey, you know, it's really bad to assault people. Yeah, it's not, not you great. Know. I'm sure we could assume he feels that way, but, it, you know, he's in a position of influence. It would be nice to see it. <laughs> He doesn't want to ruin any uh, future press for his newest endeavor. Willy Wonka. <sighs> Willy Wonka. So this what was the other was news bulletin f- that un- came to our attention. Guy running around. Oh my god. <laughs> came to our attention that Timothy Chalamet is going to be starring in a prequel of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So he is going to be playing what I can only imagine said in the notes was sexy willy wonka no which is no no like my willy wonka will forever be gene wilder not my willy wonka not my willy wonka um because i uh, grew up watching the uh, the 70s one um the johnny Depp charlie and the chocolate factory just kind of freaked me the fuck out i'm not gonna lie i get it's a lot little of scary it's a little terrifying and his interpretation of the role is just like Manic, and I don't, I don't love it. It's just too mm. happy threatening. Yeah, happy with a just an underlying current of violence. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just anyway. really running through that where you're like, oh, this is gonna really hurt somebody. But uh, this is just the beginning, Delaney. Did you know that? Um, so, for context for everybody. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um, sometimes known as Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory was a children's book that was written by Roald Dahl who also was responsible for Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, and The it was Witches a raging so that's exactly where I'm going with this one um, <laughs> it was uh, brought to my attention that Netflix has purchased all of the rights to all of his content, mm-hmm. Roald Dahl's entire library so I think that this Willy Wonka prequel is just going to be the beginning of a resurgence of people trying to introduce, reintroduce these stories to a younger generation, and I wondered how you felt about that. Listen, I grew up reading Roald Dahl, As which is partially very strange, you know, my dad yeah. and uh, an elder Jew would read me Roald Dahl, we read Charlie and the Chalk Factory all the time, and James and the Giant Peach, and... Uh, He, my dad bought me a a collection of Roald Dahl's short stories called Skin. I think he thought that it was like maybe more appropriate for kids than it was because it was actually very scary. Okay. Yeah, very scary. But I, like, I loved those stories. I, I still love *James and the Giant Peach*. Like, Matilda the characters kinda, are great. If you're like a big reader, you're, when you're like a little Matilda hits different. When you're different. a little girl, <laughs> when you're a little girl, Matilda hits different. It know? really does, though, especially when you are a big bookworm. And yeah. the movie uh, with Danny DeVito is just on oh, Rhea Perlman. Oh, it's you know, it definitely has its criticisms, like in this day and age. But on the whole, every time I go back and rewatch it, I just think it is such a, a fun well-meaning children's movie and miss honey awoke something in every queer person uh, <laughs> the world over. Yes. And uh the chokey just oh has traumatized God. a generation. Yes, it certainly has. So So just dialing it back though to um That's a beautiful carrot. It is a beautiful carrot. Um, really you nice guys color. can't see it. I'm currently slicing this beautiful like it's bright orange. sunrise orange uh carrot into these little medallions which we're gonna I think we're gonna keep for the stool. We'll keep love them that. in medallion form. I love medallion form. Um but yeah so roll big big time anti Semite. Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah so it'll it'll be interesting to see how much that is part of the conversation when all of these reboots start hitting the floor. It would be nice if you nice to will. see them address it. Like there are I mean, Disney's not really a sterling example for anything, but um, <laughs> I think there was, like, a couple older... Don't say that. They might not sponsor the podcast. Yeah, oh, no. Disney won't <laughs> sponsor us. Oh, God. We'll never be part of the oligarchy. Oh, no. Um, Where they, like, put uh, kind of like a, a disclaimer at the start of a couple movies being like, Hey, oh. there's some things in this movie that aren't, you know... Aren't great. Oh, that aren't okay. Yeah. We know better now. But at the same time, I'm like, play. should we still be showing that kind of stuff? I don't know. Question mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nope. a lot to consider. I'm just enjoying a piece of carrot. Oh, it sounds good. I have you were reaching over, and I was like, what is going on? That's delicious. Yeah, um, this is gonna be this is gonna be real nice. And I mean, as a little a segue, yes, oh, from old business, segue into that new business. Tell ah. me what's up. Well, today, because oh, yes. we've got this transitional stew. Yes. You have to imagine the sparkly emojis on either side of transitional stew. Yep. <laughs> transitional stew. We decided we were also going to talk about one of our favorite fall. And this is a hot take. Oh, are we getting into this now? I mean... Are they ready? I think they might be ready. Okay, you guys. Listen, the we've, hottest, got a lot the hottest take. we've got a lot to talk about, so we better start now. And you know what? That's why we're doing a, a stew, because it's a slightly longer recipe. So we have lots of time to get get as deep into this as we want as we need to and, elbow uh, deep oh yeah <laughs> even even deeper than that. Uh-huh. Well, you could say we're gonna get helms deep oh oh <laughs> oh my that's God. right today we are talking about what we believe to be the essential autumnal film set mm-hmm 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 Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Just let that sink in for a minute. The movies. The movies. I mean, the books also great reads. I mean, we can. we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into the longer later. Than later autumn but to to read. Might take you longer them. than two autumns to read Good. depending on if you get into the extended universe there oh and start diving into the Silmarillion, et cetera. Well, um, let's uh, let's. But we're going start at the, the beginning. Yeah, let's start at the beginning, shall we? So, uh, Dylan. Tell me, yeah. what was your first experience with the Lord of the Rings oh, movies? God. It was when they first came out. It was two thousand and one. Okay, a different time. Set the scene for us. It was a different time. Yeah. Two thousand and one, uh, and and uh, the world was about to open to me in a way that I was I was never prepared for. Really, and okay. that was by seeing Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, in theaters and sorry how old were you when you saw it in theaters just uh nine okay yeah because yeah. age is uh relevant to my first oh, so okay. Okay. It, yeah, please yeah, continue so i was nine years old okay it was just a wee babe um and had you interacted with any of um uh the author J.R. tolkien's work ahead of time like had you um, read any he, of the books well obviously not i hadn't well, read the books the books would be a little intense for a nine-year-old, but... I feel like I'd had an experience with The Hobbit. Yes. And there was also, like, a... Uh, there was, like, an animated version of The Hobbit. <gasps> I saw that, too. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was, like... Yeah, I remember that. It was, it's Looking back on it, it feels like a fever dream. It does. But there was an animated version of The Hobbit. I don't remember if there was an animated version of Lord of the Rings. There actually was um, oh, okay. a Fellowship of the Ring, though, because right, okay. after my sister and I rented The Hobbit from Blockbuster... Ooh! <laughs> Um our parents thought that the Fellowship of the Ring at least would still be appropriate enough for two kids to watch. So and it was animated as well. So I think okay. that they just kind of threw caution to the wind there and said, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Can't be okay. that scary. Can't yeah, be no. What's No, well, that that's horrifying? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it came out in theaters, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and I just yep. remember like it was you know it was it was really genuinely life-changing to see a film of of I mean just immense like a film of that scale like it's, of an, it's that a lot. production level mm-hmm. you know that amount of yeah. just the sheer scale of this film yeah just really blew my mind as a nine year old it blows my mind now and just remind me like do you remember off the top of your head how close that all was to Harry Potter and the uh, Philosopher's Stone coming out because. I, the movie? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, the movies. Because uh, I would put them in the same that's a good category no in idea. terms of grandiose, like set dressings and attention to detail, and sure, yeah, that's a really good question. I have no idea. I think it must. I think it's around the they same. They probably time. were. Yeah. Um. Because I was, I was young when Philosopher's Stone came out Yes, as well. I remember being... I don't think I was old enough to go to the theater for Philosopher's Stone. I think okay. I went to the theater for that one as well. But okay. I remember seeing Fellowship of the Ring and just being blown yes. away. It was like, what is this world that I have just on? wandered into as a young child? As, as a youth. Yeah. With like, you know, I feel like it, it kind of hit between generations because our parents' generation... Like my dad grew up reading Tolkien. Yep. And... Yep, and my mother was Lord a of, big fan as well. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, The and Hobbit, and Unfinished Tales, and all that kind of stuff. And yep. and, uh, and then there's this whole new generation that's just, like, getting to see it in a whole new way. Getting to experience it visually. Our generation. Yeah, mean. our generation. So, similarly, I was also very young when I saw the Fellowship of the Ring movie. Um By the time I was allowed to start watching the films, which would have been grade three for me, so I also would have been around eight or nine, Mm -hmm. um, my mother owned all of them on extended director's cut box set split between two discs. Listen, Curtis and I just spent like $150 on the remastered extended cut and uh can you please um uh, tell the listeners who t- is curtis to you oh curtis is my partner now part is my my significant other of almost 12 years oh that beautiful old angel Yes, Excellent. very handsome very handsome very smart um so yeah similarly I will sit for hours and hours on end and watch all those lord of the rings movies with me well it was funny because the um the first time i was allowed to watch them it was right after i had gotten uh, some very intense dental work done oh. <laughs> so i was uh coming down hard off of the anesthetics and uh couldn't really talk or eat anything so my mother plonked me down on the couch in front of the tv and said if the orcs start to scare you tell me and i'll turn it off because that means you're not old enough for this yet okay and i was a naturally determined child uh and i was like no I will. I refuse to be intimidated by these. Yeah, I'm going to hold my eyes open the whole time. (laughs) Clockwork Orange style. Clockwork Orange style. So anyway, um, and at that point, uh, similarly to you, I had not only seen an animated version of The Hobbit, I had listened to the audiobook, like, Mm -hmm. on a really long car ride with my sister, and I had tried to read the book because I was obsessed with being precocious (laughs) when I was (laughs) a kid. Anyway, but also at the same time... Uh, had slight introduction to like a very lore and backstory heavy fantasy world, I guess, because um, not only was my mother very into Lord of the Rings, she was obsessed with the Chronicles of Narnia. And we had all of those books when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I read all of them. Um, and also, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia and J.R.R. Tolkien—they um, were buddies. Like they used to hang out in a pub together and like trade notes on story crafting and world building and all of that good what stuff. What pub so, to be in? Yeah, could you imagine being a fly on the wall of that? Please. <laughs> I cannot. But uh, anyway, so I just find that the fact that all that stuff aligns very interesting and fun, and it, uh, it's something like you said that's really special that I've inherited from my mom. Mm. Who, uh, as I say, like loves Lord of the Rings. We throw it on for like lazy spring cleaning afternoons, like all that type of stuff, and sick days. Obviously, it's essential, it's, uh, very essential. So, there is uh, three Lord of the Rings movies that are out there: yep. the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King right oh yeah okay <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't no, say anything no, i was I'm like ba- oh god i'm just basking in the titles yes and uh today in particular we're going to be talking about the most fall worthy of the three in our humble opinions. in our humble opinion um and it is in our humble opinion because we agree yeah <laughs> we both uh, feel this way yes um the second film helms or not helms- <laughs> helms- I famously i just, keep, I just helms thinking Deep. thinking about the battle of helm's deep because i just want to watch it uh, yeah, it's uh, the two towers. Yes, the two towers. The so two towers. Maybe let's uh, for those listeners who perhaps are not as interested in <laughs> <of> the rings <laughs> as we are um, that can onion give them a, so good. Oh, does it? Yes. Um, for you listeners, you know, I've gotten through two thirds of the sofrito, yes. and I'm uh, just about done. The Just last about done, and we're gonna sauce we're into it. Should I some, heat this up? Yes, we'll put some olive oil okay. into a lovely dutch oven, my most treasured possession in my kitchen, my red le Creuset, And uh, we'll pour get some olive oil in Get it poppin'. Glug that in there, baby. Hell yeah. To the brim, garçon. To the brim, garçon! Oh yeah, now we're talking. Oh, Amazing. Let's do it. So yeah, so Delady, uh, maybe tell everybody why even we'll start simple, just from a visual perspective. Visually, what is it about the two towers that really just gives you that like fall feeling that you want to curl up with a blanket and some ale? It's an ale. Well, I think the finest of ales. The finest it comes from the Green Dragon. Um, I think for me, like what makes it the most autumnal of the three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes yeah, it's kind of you know cozy making. You want to sit and really soak it up. There's a there's a very dark quality to the two towers, you know. I think it's when yes. things are really at their bleakest. In the plot. In the plot. Mm-hmm. For you know, not to say that Return of the King is a bunch of merry making and um <laughs> I don't know about you, but Return of the King is definitely the most fun. Yeah, the most lighthearted <laughs> the vibes on the are just right in the Return of the King. Um no, I feel like it's it's very it's a it's a bit heavier, it's a bit bleaker, the the color the coloring of the film very dark. There's a lot of um, a lot of sort of rustic visuals going on as Especially well. Especially with Rohan, we're in Rohan for a lot of the Two Towers. So uh, very dry, windy, yes. blustery. Lots of fireplaces roaring mm, and people lots of wearing woolens. Yeah, <laughs> so soup, soup being had. <laughs> soup being had, but without spoons, just drunk from a bowl. Now, uh, Rohan is a fictional city. It's Um, not real. It's not real, I'm sorry. The Kingdom of Rohan? Um, Oh my god. So in the uh, larger plot of Lord of the Rings, um, uh, a merry band of travelers. Oh yes. Yes. merry band of travelers for sure. uh, They come together in a fellowship, if you will, in the first movie. And then in the second movie, we pick up with them as they are continuing on their travels to uh, reach the... Their goal, or after after the fellowship has, has broken, at the end of the first movie. Oh, are we, oh wow, we're giving them lots of backstory. Back I'm sorry, details. no one knows that the fellowship breaks after the first film. I know. Spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert from 2001. <laughs> oh my God. Twenty years ago. <laughs> but uh, anyway, at uh, very early on in the two towers, um, many of the main characters find themselves in this. How would you describe it? Like horse. Loving it's horse girl city. A horse girl city. Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a horse girl, and nothing hurts. So yeah, Just so kidding. they find hurts. themselves in this very like pastoral, um, r- like yeah, rugged, rustic, mountainous, mountainous, blustery um, city. And, and Rohan is in rough shape when we first get to Rohan, which I think I don't know. I like that kind of you know. We really get the development of. The, the far-reaching impact yes um, of the of the evil that settled over Middle Earth which yes. I think part of that at, that atmosphere that you get is what makes the film so cozy absolutely you know? absolutely so uh, so yes lots of that going on in Rohan do you say Rohan or Rohan Rohan because oh, I always just think of uh, oh you fancy huh? oh I just always think of Carl Urban going <gasps> Riders of Rohan oh my God <sighs> number one like, like Aomer, so, baby. Fun fact about me: um, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I my favorite character from the movies is not a single person from the Fellowship that has like the majority of the screen time. It is Carl Urban, Aomer <laughs> playing Aomer, and he's literally in it for like he's what, a great character. Like though. 15 minutes of the second movie and. He pops in every now and then in the third movie just so that you know that he's there. He's still open. Yeah. He's around and he's doing his thing. Um oh God, it's so hot. Anyway, <laughs> God, so hot. So so hot. But uh, yes. Yeah, so this oil is nice and warm. Oh, okay. Ready to chop We're gonna toss okay, in we're our sofrito. Toss in sofrito. Ready for some like delicious sizzling. Ooh! Oh! Oh yeah. my God. All right. So is going to. Uh, Throw a little salt and pep in there just oh, to yeah. just to get it going. Oh, it already smells so good. It All do right. it. do smell really good. Do the old three pinch. Yup. And I'm gonna Borg finish it. prepping the garlic over here. It should be ready for you very very soon. Delicious. And this is like this is the perfect day for a stew like this because it's yeah. sunny right now it's a little nice it's nicer in your kitchen where it's a bit cool yeah we weren't sure if uh, the tiniest kitchen in the world was going to retain the heat or uh, have a nice breeze go through it but so far crazy. so good so far so good oh my goodness it smells incredible oh. i would like to serve this to uh to a dusty weary aragorn as yes. he you know thirst traps all the world when he pushes through the doors at Helm's Deep. Oh, the hair is just well, like like no there was no reason for them came to put in that out of in. the rain and he's just like I just fell into a river and here I am. It's the most masculine thing I've ever seen in my it's life. Truly Viggo Mortensen was at his absolute peak. It's also very fun because uh for those of you who don't know, the character of Aragorn uh, pretty pretty early on in the first movie you become aware that he is uh not betrothed, but his uh, his romantic intentions lie very firmly with Harwin. Liv Tyler. Yeah, but in the second movie, a uh, another female character comes into the midst, Eowyn. yes, uh, the Mul- birth of feminism, if you will. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Miranda Otto, Miranda Otto, whom we love. Um, yeah, she's beautiful, pale, pale skin, all, all very wide, very Renaissance watery woman, eyes. Uh, yeah. very watery eyes, um, and uh, that's one of my favorite. Subplots of the two towers is that she's just got a raging crush on uh, Aragorn and Garlic Time. He's constantly fending off her advances in a very polite, gentlemanly way. Well, and then, and I mean, not only that, but uh, Theoden, Theoden King, Theoden King, her uncle is her, like, yes, famously Get her it, uncle, famously her uncle. He literally does say to her at he's one like, point, he's like, You've made a wise choice. You've made a wise choice, oh, and they're a good choice. Choice. they're looking fondly at Aragorn, who's in the distance, like, admiring a horse or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like just touching a horse, and this they're might like, be, well, This might be the hottest take of yet. Aragorn is a horse girl. <laughs> Aragorn's definitely a horse girl. Definitely a horse girl. Oh, my God. Oh, it smells so good. I mean, is okay, there anything so better than, uh, like, a sofrito or a mirepoix? With some garlic, garlic's essential. Oh, yeah. but just sizzling and we got lots of salt and, pep. and olive we got oil. Carrots on the boil. Now celery, uh, onion. For our listeners, again, this is not a visual medium, but this is, this is true. I uh, am about to start a very essential step in the pre- preparation of the, the ribollita. Well, back to our back to our favorite segment: preparation of, of the, the food, food ingredient. ingredient. The uh, the crushing of the tomatoes for mm. the stew, by hand. By hand. We've gone full old country here. We have gone full old country. We've gone full rustique. Ooh. Um. So Very rohan of us. <laughs> what uh? What you are required to do for uh, any ribollita? You get a can of whole peeled tomatoes. We've gone with a lovely pastine brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, naturally. And um, this is what I always do. You pour all your tomatoes in the jus. The jus. Mm-hmm, Um, into a strainer over top of a bowl, and uh, you just crush those suckers by hand until there's literally no physical structural integrity left. It's very brave of you to be wearing a white shirt. I like to live life on the edge, and you are, <laughs> and <laughs> I really are. am. So okay, you gonna get in there with the hands? Yeah, crush them up, baby. Crush them up, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah. <laughs> it does feel like crushing eyeballs. <laughs> it does feel like crushing eyeballs. Delaney said this to me earlier today. Um, that that's what that's how she feels when she has to crush whole tomatoes by hand. Yeah, and it, it feels like crushing an eyeball. Not that I really know what it's like to crush an eyeball, but if I was to imagine, I mean, thank imagine, you for clarifying for the listeners. You just never know. You, you um, just never know. You know, a fun. This is a fun. Uh, <laughs> crushing eyeballs. Well, I was just. Uh, that's Return of the King, I guess. What? Is that Return of the King? Explain. Yeah, it's Return of the King. When, uh, when. When Pippin is singing his song to uh, Denethor. Steward of Gondor, and he bites into that tomato in the world's grossest ew. way. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah, yeah. That's what this makes me think of. Uh, yeah. Which so one, not, of, one of my is least is favorite. This is not a Two Towers scenes. reference, but. No, sorry, guys. We're going a little off off book here, but. Yeah, like we can. To, to a different. Uh, yeah, like we're that's we're okay. We, that we're overarching talking of Lord of the Rings here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when he bites into that tomato, and you've just never felt such a visceral hatred for a person the way you hate he, him in that moment. Whenever I see that actor in other things, I, I have a visceral physical reaction because I dislike him so much. Yep. it's for Farmir though. He just, oh, poor Farmir. has daddy issues, man. Like it's just he's got the mother of, of all good daddy time. issues. He does have the mother of all daddy issues. Ugh, that will depend on the manner of your return. Oh my God! Just die! Just, Can't wait to watch you light on fire die. and fall to your death. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert for the third movie this. From two thousand and six. Oh my God! Oh, oh this is looking God. Juicy. Yep. So we've got uh, we've got our tomatoes crushed and into the remaining jus of <laughs> the tomato. Yes. This is. These are. At quickly the... rinse my hands. It's gonna be a little loud for a right. second. Give ready. Okay. The, uh, the 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 is softening. Oh, excellent. It's looking real good. The onions are nice and soft. The celery's getting soft. It smells phenomenal. It does smell I so love good. it when onions kind of go that, like, translucent-y, like, a little bit yellow. But not browned yet? Not mm. quite browned yet. Like, when they are just as soft as they can be. Oh, yeah. smells a caramel- delish. Caramelized territory. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, so we'll, we'll let those soften maybe a touch more. We'll just let the carrots, I think they'll be the ones that'll take the longest there. Yes. And then we will surely be adding our lovely hand-squished tomatoes. <laughs> Ooh, delicious. Oh, this is already just so satisfying. Oh, yes. And now, what are you doing? I am uh, ASMR. <gasps> no, it's <not>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not making the noise anymore. just You have the kidding. upper body strength for that. Um, I am uh, going to drain our cannellini beans here, get them ready to go in the pot with mm. the tomato sauce. Oh, the last one. Farewell, brother. <laughs> oh, <miss me. laughs> Now, uh, just while we're waiting for the carrots to continue to soften there, I think it is important that we address um, two of our favorite characters. Marion and Pippin. Merry and Pippin, whom we get comparisons to quite frequently. Just from the ability for us to unleash unbridled chaos wherever we go. Not because we're particularly brave. Yes. <laughs> now, um, the best way I can describe Pip and Merry as characters to those who are maybe not familiar with Lord of the Rings, um, they are... Like frick and frack. Like they're literally like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Very much. But most of the Tweedledum energy is concentrated into Pippin. Yeah, like he's a sweet dumb idiot. Heart of gold, but dumb as a idiot. bag of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mary is kind of the. <laughs> he's like the planner. Yeah, he's. And not, and not in a way that he's very type A, but he's definitely no, but got he's more wits about him than Pippin. The Pipp ideas. He's pretty ideas naive. Guy. He just thinks the best of every situation. He's very curious. Yeah. And Mary's more protective. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we love. We do love. They're very sweet. They're, Listen, they just like they like to eat. They like to smoke. They like to drink, and they like to sing songs. So it's basically us. Yeah, this is yeah. what we want to do. This is what we want. This do. is all we want. <laughs> we want to smoke the finest long bottom leaf, and drink, drink the, the finest, finest ales, ales, and drink them by the flagon, <laughs> by the flagon, because the only brew for the brave and true comes, comes from, from the Green Dragon. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I mean. Who doesn't want that for themselves? Right? Who doesn't want that for themselves? Like, who doesn't themselves? want to have like a little hobbit hole somewhere with a beautiful garden and a pantry filled with cheese? I know. If anybody um, is looking for some some pastoral, some autumnal inspiration, I, we highly recommend that you go onto Pinterest and take a little look at some hobbit inspired oh, yeah. interiors. They it's are it's like the world's best version of cottage core. It's cottage core, but like to the next level. It's cottage core with like a hint of medieval. Oh yeah. Vibes. It's it's wonderful. it's, it's absolutely beautiful. All right, Dylan, are you yeah. ready for the tomat? I'm ready for the Ooh. Okay, Here we go. Here we go. Hit me with the tomat. Hit me with the tomat. Oh, God. Fire away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it quiets down the Oh, yes. As so, yes, it The tomato it sauce settles down into the pot. Oh, that smells so good. Get in there oh, and yeah. Yeah, get a deep whiff. I did get a deep whiff. Get <laughs> a Helm's deep whiff. <laughs> now, normally try to use Helm's deep as often as As much can. as you can. So normally uh, you would be adding a bit of water to thin out the tomato sauce and also to add just a bit more liquid to the stew, but uh, sure. we're feeling feeling pretty fancy today, so I'll be Ooh. adding chicken stock. Ooh, a little decadent, eh? A little decadence so to add a little bit more of that salty sort of umami flavor. 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 It's also going to help us with cooking the beans. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm, which I will be adding presently. Love that. Alright, here okay, we go. Here go the you ready? Beans. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oop. This this lid needs to chill. Oh there we go. Can you No, that's not this gonna not fit. it. <laughs> I let me try. The spoon is too big for the can! Red alert. Red alert. <laughs> oh, oh there we go. Oh hang on. Stragglers. There okay. we Okay. Go. Good enough. Oh, this looks so good. I'm so excited. Some beans. Some beans. <laughs> Now, uh, as much as we do love Lord of the Rings, as we have said many times in the last half an hour, it is definitely a film franchise that came out in the early aughts. um, Very, I mean, it was directed by Peter Jackson. Predominantly male cast. I do wish that there were more, like, more female characters. However... I have always felt from a young age that the the bigger female characters do have a lot to do throughout the movie. Would you agree? I mean, is there anything really better than Arwen on the other side of the river taking out her sword and she goes, If you want him, come and claim him. Come and, and claim like, him. Oh, this better not awaken anything in me. Too late. And then it did. And then it did. Like whew, goosebumps just thinking about it and Ooh, then you there? oh yes yeah, sorry i just started approaching delaney without saying what i was doing <laughs> um just as uh, the stew is simmering here mm. we are going to be adding the final no not the final but we're going to be adding another food ingredient <laughs> oh so one of my favorite elements of ribollita um possibly the reason why i decided to make it in the first place uh, last year no 2019 so 2 years ago okay um the addition of many rinds of Parmesan cheese, Parmesan, and uh, this is actually a really nice thing to keep your Parmesan rinds on hand for. Um, typically, I, anytime I finish off a wedge of Parmesan and I have a lot of rind left, I uh, will put them in the freezer Smart. just to keep them not fresh, but just to keep them not moldy for for reasons such as this. So the parmesan rinds, they're going to simmer in the stew with all of our lovely veg and mm. our cannelli beans here. Cannellini, oh my Cannellini. god. Cannellini. i was so close. <laughs> um, and uh, as they melt, they're going to give some lovely sort of cheesy salty umami flavors to the stew. Which is kind of nice because with all those tomatoes in there, that is a lot of um, acidity. Yep. So, Perfect. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna pop the lid on this. Yes, pop we're the gonna lid let on it big simmer. red, and we're gonna let it simmer, and uh, we will be back with you guys shortly. Mm. I guess I can hit stop. Okay. W- what so have you done? Walk wh- us through it, <laughs> What have you done? What have you done? So we have uh, since we since you've been gone. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we've added uh, torn chunks of lovely curly kale into the stew. We've let that simmer. And uh, now we're about to do the final couple steps before the ribollita is ready for us. So we've torn up big old chunks of country bread, mm-hmm. arranged them artfully on top of the stew. So delicate. And we're going to drizzle those bad boys with a healthy, healthy glug of olive oil. Oh, yeah. Our oven has been it's preset. Like, it's like flash dance, but uh, with it olive really oil and is. bread. Um, we've preset our oven to 350 degrees. <laughs> And we're ready to <laughs> the grease, the grease. And we're ready to Ooh. put this sucker right in there. And then what? What is the purpose of putting the ribollita in the oven here with the bread? What are you doing? So, um, putting it in the oven for about five to ten minutes with that torn bread and all the olive oil on top. It's going to get nice and crunchy on mm-hmm. the top. But then the pieces of the bread that are still in con- like <laughs> in contact, <laughs> still in contact <laughs> with the stew. <laughs> it sound like they're an estranged family member. <laughs> Some of the bread is still oh in contact with stew. Some of it is the bottom pieces. Yeah. Um, so those are gonna still still stay nice and uh, nice and like soft. <laughs> yeah, that's I feel good. Like I'm not doing a good job of explaining. <laughs> so we just put the bread in so it gets crispy on top. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now. <laughs> To get you to further explain things, yeah, what's up? Doing such a good job. Uh, walk us through the beer we're gonna pair with the Ripley yes. and the movie to the round Ruby. out our autumnal transitional stew autumn experience. Wow, That's a <laughs> it's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. So Ooh, when Delaney and I, uh, when Delaney and I were. When we had arrived at the decision to talk about Lord of the Rings today, yep. we were trying to come up with what beverage we wanted to pair with uh, both the movie and the fact that we were doing a transitional stew. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Delaney had the awesome idea of doing a hearty ale as opposed to, I think what was our other thought was maybe a red, a wine, red wine, but yeah. you know what, we did wine for you guys last week and we like to keep things and we like to change it up a bit, you know. Mix it up, mix it up. So today, with our stew, we are trying a delicious imported German beer. Um, I've actually been lucky enough to try this already, so this is a second go-around for me. Okay. So this is a Helles lager from... you want to give that one a try? (laughs) That pronunciation? Schansenbrau. 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 Um, Apologies so, <laughs> to Germany. It's a Munich style uh, Hella's Lager. So it's a the nice thing about it is that lagers in North America tend to be like super super light. Um, right. Technically, like a course, or Molson is in a Lager style because Gross. it's not overly flavorful, but it's still very refreshing. Mm. Um, but The ones that you get from Germany, uh, they do have a little bit more intensity to them in terms of flavor and weight. So, Mm -hmm. I was super pleased with this one when I tried it before. Um, I haven't had it with food yet. Exciting. And the brewery themselves, uh, based in Nuremberg in Germany, a slightly smaller city. um, Not too far from Munich, but anyhow, um, they've been in production since 2008 uh doing really really well we were fortunate enough to be able to pick up this import from our friends at Bishop's cellar yes. down on the waterfront and they always uh, got what we need they've always got what we need and uh without further ado why don't we uh get into it Delane? let's do it it, it looks, looks really so good. Good. oh yeah Now, i have been so excited to try beers with you the last like couple months because obviously oh, it, it, was, so it was not something we were able to do for a it wasn't, while but now we can Oh, cheers. Cheers, my what friend. What do they say in Germany? Prost? No. Yeah, maybe. Is that it? I don't know. Oh. Cheers. <laughs> in German. In German. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, my God. Yum. That's good. That's Because I'm crisp. not, I'm not, it is crisp. <laughs> Which is, I will say perfect for this transitional stew and this transitional weather it is right because it's crisp but it's still got it is weighty it it does have some good weight to it um i love anytime i can get my hands on Oh, that's really numbing. Any of the classic styles of beer from Germany. Uh, someone who definitely drinks a lot of beer, and I've been was well, you know I've been drinking famously, been drinking beer famously. For <laughs> I've been drinking beer for a long many, time, many many years. Um, and I love trying really funky takes on yeah. certain beer styles yeah. or pa- like flavor combinations that you wouldn't expect. But mm. every now and then, it's always good to get back to basics, and that is well, basics done fully correct. Fully. Correct. Now, I'm not, I'm famously not a big lager fan. I'm A like big logger fan? I like my beers dark as night. Dark as <laughs> the, dark night. Is the night. Yeah. And this, I find usually they're just too, like, you know, too meh. Well, they just, uh, they're like, you could they're have a glass bitter. of water and it would sa- serve the same purpose on yeah. a really hot day, depending on the quality of the lager. Yeah, and this is good. I feel like it's weighty enough that it smooths out what can be the quite... Sharp taste of a lager. Yes. I don't yes, know if that's yes, the yes. appropriate phrasing, but no. This fair is some good, I tell you what. I tell you what. tell you what, Shans and Bra. You do You have done it. Good job. Is that supposed to be a German? I don't concept? know what I don't, I don't know what that was. think it was. But you All know right. what? Uh, let's uh, let's check on the brie. Oh. She's getting crisp. She's getting crisp. Okay. T minus two over here. Is uh, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to bring into our uh our transitional weather? Fall movie recommendations of the full trilogy, extended Ooh. edition, remastered, remasterings. Well, um, I'm going to leave you with the, the final statement here. It's uh, it's controversial, but oh, geez. not right. unheard of. Okay, um, I don't fuck with the Hobbit movies. Wow. Okay, yeah, I don't. All right. You know what? I respect that, which is frustrating for me because a lot of my favorite. Hot British actors are yeah. in those movies. It distresses me that uh, I can't just go simply for the eye candy. But unfortunately, I I am of the opinion that The Hobbit did not need to be broken up into three parts. I am I am of the same camp. Okay, I will still watch them because it's still that world. Yeah, and I still love just like I just I won't. I have never rewatched the Hobbit trilogy the way I've rewatched Lord of the Rings. To me, the Hobbit all trilogy right. just doesn't have the, the same tell. time as yeah. yeah. Like, and I think a lot of that for me is the CGI. The Hobbit movie is really heavy in CGI. And, and what I love about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I love that the Lord of the Rings was it's makeup. It's all makeup and prosthetics for the and most it's part. It's so good. It's and very for, well done. Yeah, it's and I just what, love that. Not okay, not Walita, because that's a skincare brand, but there's the the um, props studio that did all of the all of the orc makeup and all of the big oh, prop yeah, swords yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also they also did the Chronicles of Narnia movies oh. I do know that <laughs> keep bringing that back in uh yep <laughs> um, no I uh I I rewatch Lord of the Rings without reservation Hobbit I gotta be in the mood but I still love it because I still love that feeling of kind of the getting lost in Middle-earth you know yes and and as I previously stated there's a lot of eye candy in those those movies the sons of Durin do not disappoint Nope. There's the, you know, you got Richard Armitage. Well, Richard Armitage is Thorin. Like the, I really like him as oh, Thorin. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. And then, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sorry, he's just he's very good looking. <laughs> he, he's a great Thorin Oakenshield, in my opinion. Yes. Oh, Um. Oh. what do we got? Something's sizzling. Alright, I think it's ready. <gasps> bring her out, Let's Garcon! Her out Gonna get the ASMR going on here, because oh, oh, uh, yeah. as I lean over the oven to take the pot out... Uh, and the mic lights on fire... <laughs> Oh yeah, bubbling. Oh yeah, very bubbly. Bubbling, but yeah. So, f- in my opinion, I uh, I do enjoy the Hobbit movies, not nearly or ever to the extent that I will forever love the original Tridge. Lord of this worries. is why we're still friends. You know, we had to have something that made it work. <laughs> and we had nothing in common until just now. Until just now. Just now. Okay, what do we need bowls? Bowls, absolutely. We just want to eat it with our. Out of the pot with yeah. our hands okay. this part. all right okay we have, you guys yeah we've bowled it plated it if you know we've bowled it i don't want to say <laughs> um we added another drizzle of olive oil to the top the bread is looking freaking crisp freaking crisp
1: are you now ready to
0: get into this oh yeah just gonna blow don't, for don't a second i don't wanna... yeah it's pretty hot it did just come out of a 350 degree i, I, I do, do want to get so. like a chunk of bread though yeah, definitely gonna get the chunk of bread. It smells incredible. So excited for you to try this. This may be an, a new favorite, depending after the bite. I'm just gonna watch you until. <laughs> you <know. laughs> I just don't want to have to listen to the you people go, down oh, and go when oh. <laughs> <laughs> you burn your mouth. Yeah, I don't want everyone to hear me go. <laughs> 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 okay, I think we're good. Ready? Okay. Oh, my God. We love? That's unreal. Mm. Holy, do you ever get the Parmesan flavor, hey? Oh, yeah, big time.
1: That's incredible.
0: What I do like about this stew is that the, uh, the vegetables do maintain a lot of their crunch, which is nice. Again, like, where it isn't transitional stew. <laughs> how many times have we been to say that? <laughs> this is like the last episode where we should have had like a- How a many counter? times did she say chi? How many times did I say chi? We should have that transitional stew counter. Yep. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. We are going to uh, work through the rest of our stew here. We're gonna eat the whole pot. The whole pot. Oh, there goes another bus. Alright. And a armored car. Oh, an armored car. Oh. Alright. Anyway, we're gonna eat our stew. Yep. Probably watch Lord of the Rings. Probably. We're going to call it a day. I think we are. Have a good one. A- and stay Later, fuckers. Stay salty, baby.